You're listening to Spark Hustle Flow, the podcast that teaches money pros to launch, grow, and yes, even scale your virtual financial service business. And I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and get started. Hey there, welcome to episode 24 of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. Man, can you believe that summer is almost over? Well, summer in the United States is almost over. I've been seeing so many back-to-school pictures of the littles and the big kids flying around social media this week, and they are all absolutely adorable. After the past year where so many of us have had to change how we do life, it's really great to see things kind of getting back to the way that they were. Even with us all still having to be really careful, it's kind of cool that kids get to be around their schoolmates and their teachers again, and that parents can have a bit more quiet time to focus on work and business during the day. This week, I'm bringing you a conversation that I had with Keegan Jennings, otherwise known as the head homegirl at Collab House Digital. I love that description of her because it fits so well. It was just so easy to chat with her. It was like being in a room talking with your good girlfriend from back in the day. Keegan helps solopreneurs increase their reach in the digital space through simplicity, consistency, and connecting without the overwhelm. With her background in strategic sales and marketing, client relationship management, event planning, and business development, Keegan started to notice that some of the more common pain points that solopreneurs have, mainly about the responsibility of social media marketing and the strategy of it all, it really fell into the hands of already busy small business owners who have way too little time and way too little capacity to put in the kind of effort that social media really needs. I asked Keegan to come onto the show to talk with me about what it's like to work with a social media manager, and she really delivered. She helps us understand things like the difference between the types of roles within the social media industry, which roles she thinks you should actually hire first, when the best time to outsource is, and how to work best with that new social media manager that you're trying out. So it's a really great conversation. We even got really granular on the types of content you should be sharing based on your ideal client. So you're positioning yourself not only as the expert, but also as the person that they will be the most comfortable working with. Now, one caveat about this episode, I was actually traveling when Keegan and I recorded our chat. So there might be a glitch or two and my audio is a little bit on the low side because I didn't have my normal mic with me on the road. But it's still a really juicy episode and I know that you're going to learn a ton. So let's go take a listen and learn more about hiring a social media manager for your financial services business. Hey, Keegan, how are you? Hey, Kimberly, I'm great. How are you today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. It is such a pleasure to have you on the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. Thank you. It's my pleasure being here. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you. So I know we did a quick intro before we got started, but I would love to hear about you from your, you know, in your own words. Tell me a little bit about Keegan. 
All right. So I actually am beginning to love that question. It, it was a time I was like, what do you say when you hear that? But <laughs> um, I'm Keegan. I'm based in the Midwest out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mama to a beautiful black boy, Joy. Um, and during the day, I would say my day job, uh, I'm a solopreneur. Uh, I started Clubhouse Digital in 2019 to serve other solo entrepreneurs on pretty much all things marketing. Uh, in 2020, I uh, niched down to social media marketing and social media management. And that has been, you know, this uh, one of the best things um, I could have pivoted into um, at the time because during the pandemic, a lot of people had to switch their advertising online. You know, we didn't have those in-person network spaces. So I had the opportunity to um, teach and guide and also uh, provide done for you services for other solo entrepreneurs when it came to online marketing. Um, other than that, I'm a huge foodie. Um, love to try different foods, uh, different restaurants, make different foods, uh, love podcasts uh, and listening to podcasts. So this is definitely an, an honor and a pleasure in one. Um, I and, love it. I love it. Yeah. And so I'm learning. So that's what that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. How did you I, I'm curious to know, we'll have to get back to the foodie piece because not necessarily a foodie, but I have a lot of friends who are, and it fascinates me with all of the, the they're so adventuresome, <laughs> with, you know, their palates and things like that. And I'm just a Southern girl from the North, but, you know, I've been in the South for so long, but we'll have to come back to that in a second. But here's what I want to know. How did, I love the name of your business, Collab House Digital. How did you come up with that great concept? Oh, Thank you. You know what? That's something that um, it actually took some thought into. And one of the things that has just been a common theme in my professional career and, um, you know, just being a small business owner as well, is that the connections that I've been able to make um, really running alongside my uh, entrepreneurial dreams. Um, I've had a success successful professional career as well. Um, and really a lot of those benefits um, for me progressing in both avenues has been my connections and networking and bringing people together, connecting people with each other and connecting people with resources. And so it just one day I was just thinking and going through the thesaurus and I'm like, collab house, that's where I want. That's that's what it is, because I want uh, my business to represent like a place of connection, whether to other people or resources. I love it. It makes so much sense, right? When, especially when you're talking about specifically social media marketing, we're here to talk about today. And so I just, I just think it's incredible. I think I, I absolutely that name. So Thank we're you. talking about social media marketing specifically for financial service providers who are, for the most part, solopreneurs or early stage entrepreneurs. And so can you tell me a little bit about some of the challenges that you find that as solopreneurs mm -hmm. we have when it comes to creating a presence on social media, staying connected and invested <laughs> in social media, like what is it, what's our biggest, what's our issue with that? <laughs> well, you know what, um, one of the biggest things, and I would say it's, it's usually two things, there's a fear of social media, 
you know, putting yourself out there, being afraid to say the wrong thing, um, just really a fear of positioning yourself as the expert that we know that you are. You know, there's a lot of fear around social media and not having enough followers and everything. Um, and one thing I like to, you know, really hit home with other solo entrepreneurs when it comes to this fear is that there are like on Instagram, 1 billion people, Facebook, 2 billion people. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be everything for those 1 billion and 2 billion people. You know, you you need a percentage of those people to really resonate with your services and with you. Right. So really taking the fear out of it. That's one of the biggest obstacles. And the next one I would say is consistency, because when you're a solopreneur, right, solo entrepreneur, you are the CFO, the CEO, the CMO, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the virtual assistant, you're everything. And so while you're really the, the main vein of your business is to service your client, social media tends to be like a second thought. And so that's where um, the consistency piece um, really becomes an obstacle. Gotcha. And so if if that's so, okay, I understand the fear and then we're, we're not as consistent as we need to be. When I talk to my clients about like how to really prioritize the things should be prioritizing, especially when you don't have a VA, or um, you're the only person in your business who who's doing so much of it. One of the last pieces we want to let go is that piece of marketing, that social media piece. Like we want to hold on to it. Like for de- we we dig our nails into mm-hmm. it, and we don't want to <laughs> let it go. And we wait super super long to really outsource that particular function in our business. And I often find myself. It's really dragging clients <laughs> into the mindset of, you know, that's something that you have to feel good about letting go. And so my question to you is, in your experience, what's the best time, even for early stage entrepreneurs, what's the best time to even think about outsourcing that particular function in your business? Mm, great question. I would say for complete outsourcing done for you when the best time to let go of that piece of business is when you understand it yourself. Mm-hmm. So in at Clubhouse Digital, I also provide coaching and consulting, right? And I, you know, work with a solo entrepreneur with their process of, okay, this, these are your content pillars, right? This is how you use engagement and hashtag. Mm-hmm. It's really a teaching and they understand every component of this social media marketing will, right? And I find that once they are more comfortable with their social media and understand what should be happening, understanding engagement rates, understanding, you know, and it's ever changing, but the algorithm and what's Mm -hmm. preferred by Instagram or Facebook this month or next month, once they began to understand that, they're more comfortable outsourcing that because the person that they bring on uh, to take that over, it's more, it's a collaboration now. Mm-hmm. It's not just, okay, I don't even want to see it, right? Because they know what's important to them. Is it engagement rates? Is it uh, additional followers? Is it more views on their reels or their live TVs? They understand what's more important to them and they're more comfortable with handing it over. I think that that makes so much sense because 
if you're trying to focus on serving your clients and making sure that you're the best in your space to mm -hmm. do that, and so there's like professional development and things and, and um, CPEs that we need to take and other training classes that we need to be on top of, the IRS changes things every year. So there's new regulations and everything. And when you're spending so much time doing that and serving your clients, and then you have to understand and, and recognize all of those pieces and facets that you just mentioned when it comes to social media, you, I can now understand better how you really, it's a, it's hard to get to a place where you fully get it on the social media side, mm -hmm. because you just don't have either the time, the, the mind, the bandwidth, or, you know, the, the energy to exactly. focus on that. And so you don't know, you don't feel ever really feel good enough or strong enough to outsource it to someone because you can't expect them what it is that you're looking to do. And so if that person that you're outsourcing to isn't, let's say, quote unquote, an expert who can really um, feed to you some of the things you should be looking for, that can make it more difficult, right? Would you agree mm -hmm. with me? Yeah, I would agree. And you know what, it's uh, in the social media world, we have social media managers where, you know, if you're working with a social media manager, you should have a good grasp of like what your content pillars are and what your goals and objectives are, right? But then we also have social media strategists as well who will help guide you along the way. Um, and then we have people who, you know, are copywriters, um, you know, really strong with the captions, really strong with how to social sell, right? Selling in the DMs. So, you know, there's there so many different roles within even the social media industry. So it's good to know, you know, as that solo entrepreneur, as, you know, that financial expert, what am I, why am I using this tool? How do I want to use this to connect with my audience? What are my objectives? And then you'll know which social media professional you'll need. Okay, that's a great, that's a great point and brings me up to a question that I hadn't even prepared. So... <laughs> Um, that's how I know these conversations are going well, because it's so much more, it's conversational. So in general, like just generally, who's the first person you mentioned a strategist, a, a social media manager, a, who's the first person that you should think about getting to help you with if, if, if I don't necessarily have a good understanding of social media, but I know I need to continue to do this, right? Like I need to have some help because it's, I just don't have the time to, 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 to create the, the presence that I need. I know I need some sort of help. Who's the first person that I should think about? I, in my opinion, I would say a strategist, right? Okay. To help you understand, really help you break down the, those goals, right? So a strategist will, and I will say me, myself, we're going to get into the business, right? We're going to get all into your business, demographics, your ideal client, what it is that you offer, what makes your service or product stand out, right? We're going to get all into that and then set up what your goal should be when you're producing content for social media and for social media marketing, right? Once you have that plan, either the strategist can execute that for you and a done for you, or you can take that plan and really communicate it to a social media manager who will help you with retainer services. You know, so that's every month 
you know, they're sitting down, they're writing your captions, um, you're approving those to go out, you know, the graphics and everything. You, you know what to provide to that social media manager. And, and trust me, there are some social media managers who can do both, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's something that, you know, I do, I do done for you as well as coaching and consulting. Um, but if it's, you know, first and foremost, when you contact someone for social media assistance and help, and you're not at the point where you know your content pillars, make sure when you're having those discovery calls, you ask, you know, will you help me get to this point where, you know, I can either execute myself or hand this off to someone else to execute for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. One last question, and then we're going to jump into our fun rapid fire, this or that. (laughs) Oh, this is uh, fun too. This is absolutely fun. Absolutely. (laughs) So you've mentioned on um, a couple of times now, content pillars. Talk to me about what that is as briefly as possible, not asking you to give us a whole, you know, uh, training on it, but just can you tell me what are content pillars and how do we use them? Awesome. Now, that is really like the cornerstone of like, basically you're like handbook. If you have no idea what you're going to talk about on social media, you go back to your handbook and say, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be hitting on, right? And really, they mirror your business. So let's say, for instance, um, give me one of the um, one of let's say your a, let's say a, a tax preparer, right? Okay. So our audience is made up of of, all, of money pros. So let's just use a tax preparer. As Thank you. Okay. So for that specific position or um, industry, I would say one of the key content pillars, of course, you're giving uh, tax advice that's, you know, mm-hmm. not, um, let's say like client to client, but something mm-hmm. like tax education, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that seems like that would be a great content pillar for a tax preparer, okay. right? Um, and then if they have a specific audience that they work with, let's say they work with women or women of color, people of color, um, or small business owners or solo, you know, or brick and mortar or e-com, that would be another pillar. Like they get, they start to drill down and get very mm-hmm. specific, right? And then the next content pillar, if they are a solo entrepreneur, maybe they bring more of like themselves into their content, right? So mm-hmm. bringing more personality, or if they are a business, bringing more of their mission and values into the content. So I would say really like your content pillars, they can vary from like three to five, depending on your business, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's why you would go through like a really like process of looking at your business, looking at your ideal client so that you're always creating content that would speak to them and that will connect you to them. And what I always love to say is start to make that relationship sticky, right? You're providing value, you're providing education, then you're also providing insight, whether it's to you or to your business and really getting that connection going. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And I love that you use the example of working of tax professionals who might uh, specifically work with women or people of color, because I just learned something very recently. Um, I'm reading this book called The Whiteness of Wealth, and Mm -hmm. it's written by a tax lawyer who 
her her audience and her her client base is women of uh, people of color, right? And she breaks down in this book how the tax the U.S. tax code was set up to work against mm. people of color. And so I had never thought about it, even in the financial services industry myself, I had never thought about taxes in the vein of whether you are a person of color or not and how those things impact you. And yes. so there is something out there for everyone. There is a way to really tweak and position and really pinpoint even typical like financial services or finance terms to specific blocks of yes. people for ver for various reasons, whether it's um, ethnicity, whether it's uh, industry, whether it's gender, whatever the case may be, there are ways that you can really tweak that and make it your own and make yourself stand out even in this industry. And I know you already know that, but I'm saying this for the people who are listening in the audience who think that they have to be these cookie cutter you know, money professionals that only talk about the rules and the regulations, and we don't sometimes dig deep enough to apply those to people and meet them where they are in their business and in their lives. I love that you said that. I love that you said that because that's really about drilling down to who your ideal client is and who you mm -hmm. serve. You're able to present, position yourself as the expert even further when you're able to do that. And that is goes beyond social media marketing, right? So absolutely use that piece where you can use that in social media marketing for sure. But that also positions you to as the expert in that field on in so many other platforms and avenues, right? Absolutely. It's the thing that'll make you stand out in a in a Space that we oftentimes say is so oversaturated, right? So everybody does taxes. You can find a tax professional on every corner. You can find a bookkeeper or a CPA, you know, anywhere that you turn, which I disagree with that. I mean, you still want to find the best person for you. You want to find but a good one. <laughs> someone who is an expert at what they, what they do and that connect with you on a particular level. And so I love the idea of consultors. And, and ensuring that we have those three to five things that we talk about that help us to stand out in this market, right? And so let's play rapid fire this or that. Okay. Right. Let's <laughs> play rapid fire. All right. So this is the summer edition. Your, this episode is going to be airing during the summer of 2021. And so all of our questions are the exact same across the board. So you ready to go? I'm ready. All right. No thought. First thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. Let's go. <laughs> it won't hurt. Flights or road trips? Flights. Okay. Mexico or the Caribbean? Mexico. Poolside or beachside? Poolside. Sundresses or shorts? Ooh. We'll take sundresses. Okay. okay. Cocktails or smoothies? Cocktails. Jet skis or parasailing? Jet skis. Flip flops or strappy sandals? Flip flops. And ice cream or popsicles? Ice cream. I love it. <laughs> One of those tripped me up. I think I want to change my answer. I'm going back to shorts. I'm going back to shorts. I'm sorry. That's all right. It's hard sometimes. It depends on my mood for the day. Like, I'm the kind of person who I can never 
I could never pick my clothes out the night before because I don't know what I'm going to feel like. I don't know who I am when I wake up as far as like I know who I am, but I don't know who what I'm wearing, who who that person is. We don't know who's coming at you that day. So we just wait to (laughs) show up for you. So I love it. Thank you so much for playing with that. Thank you. All right. So just a few more questions before we wrap up. So, you know, when when we're hiring, when we're starting to outsource, especially when we're talking about someone who could very well, even though we're the face of our business, but Mm -hmm. who really has their hand on how we present ourselves to our audience. We want to be very careful, obviously, right? And so how do we check receipts or references for a social media manager or strategist? You know, we see testimonials all the time, but we're money, we're money people. So we're going to, we naturally are going to want to dig as deep as we can dig. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? Like, what are your recommendations for really finding out the, the, I guess the level of expertise or whether this, not really if this person is a good fit, because you can tell that in the conversation, but Mm -hmm. can this person really do and perform what they they tell us that they can do? How do we find that out? So I, I love that question, especially, and I don't know if I told you this, Kimberly, prior to leaving corporate, I worked um, in growth strategies for a financial institution. Okay. So I know all about RFPs and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask for references. Because we can all put the testimonials on our social media and on our website. Um, But if they have happy clients, they're not going to have a problem with turning over one to three references, right? Mm -hmm. If they are a social media manager or strategist that is just getting started, it's okay to ask for a trial period, right? Instead of locking yourself into a three-month contract and... um, you know, it's not going how you want it and you have like maybe thousands of dollars down the drain, right? Ask for a 30-day trial period, a 60-day trial period, um, and really be clear on your objectives. Really know what you want to see as far as success um, with your social media, right? Is it um, consistent engagement? I I try to steer people away from getting a, a I try to steer people away from like a specific follower account, like mm-hmm. account, right? Like, oh, I want 10,000 followers by the end of the summer. It's like, well, mm-hmm. then they some of those can be bots and then you have horrible engagement and that's not what you want, right? But really be clear on, I really want to get the education out there. Um, I really want to uh, connect with people who resonate with my product or services, right? Mm-hmm. I want to have a list of people who um, are engaging um, most frequently so I can, you know, sell to them in the DMs or connect with them on a discovery call for my, you know, for my business. Uh, be clear on your objectives, ask for references, and if they're brand new, ask for a trial period. And be in communication, right? If they, you know, have some wording that's slightly off. We know how to be respectful to each other and say, you know, I would say it like this. Give them some samples of your blog so they really get your writing voice. Um, If you have a certain style, whether it's a fun style, whether it's, um, you know, elegant style, whether you're, um, you know, providing a looks vibe and brand. 
let them know, you know, what you're looking for aesthetically. Mm-hmm. Give them uh, pieces that, or, you know, podcasts that you've spoken on so they can really get your brand voice and provide constructive feedback. Um, and, you know, that that just creates, again, you knowing what you want. So you're able to communicate that effectively to any service provider that you bring on a social media manager, strategist, or even a VA. I love that. And you actually answered my other question that I was going to ask is how do you, if you find yourself in a place where things are not going as you would like them to go, what are some ways that we can address those concerns? And so I love that going in, you give them something to look at and to help them learn more about you before you get started. And then you respectfully, you know, share constructive feedback. And obviously, you know, be very upfront and and talk about, you know, here are the changes that I expect to see or would like to see. Mm -hmm. And let's put a timeline to that. And so, and then, and address it in a respectful, professional way, which is how we how we show up as money pros anyway. I wouldn't call it money pros if we weren't professional. But I also love that um, that you gave us some extra ideas about how to find the right person. And if you are working with someone brand new, that it's okay to mm-hmm. ask for a trial period, right? Because you don't want to sign some lengthy, you know, like you said, three, six, 12-month contracts with someone and you're, you're stuck or... Um, held captive by this contract and and the person is either not performing or you're just not vibing with that person. And so um, I love the idea of a 30 or 60 day trial. I think probably 60 days is really good because that that gives you time to that runway to get to know each other and then to really see how things are working out before you really commit further. So uh, this has been absolutely phenomenal, Keegan. I have loved talking with you. Oh, this was so much fun. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, so much. So great. Um, So how do we stay in contact with you? And how how do our money pros that are in our listening audience, how do they find you online? Yes, I would love to connect on Instagram. That's usually where I'm hanging out. And that is Keegan Chappelle, so K-E-E-G-A-N-C-H-A-P-E-L. And you can find me at that handle on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn, Keegan Jennings. Or you can reach me on my website, www.collabhousedigital.com. I love it. And you guys, don't worry. You know we're going to put a, put all of this in the show notes. So for you that are writing like furiously right now, trying to write it down or type it into your notes or whatever, stop what you're doing <laughs> because we're going to put it in the show notes. Just scroll on down to the links and you can just click it and find Keegan pretty much in all the places that um, that she just shared with us. I know that she and I have connected in a very special place. We're both Schmillies. Yay! For those of you who don't know what Schmillies are, we're both a member of Rachel Rogers. We should all be millionaires, the club. And that's how I found her. And and I'm just loving it in there. I am a new Schmillie. And when I asked in the club, who should I talk to about social media management, everybody you need to talk to me. So I am going to echo that and tell you guys, you need to connect with Keegan, okay? So definitely check the show notes for all of those links 
they will be out there. Keegan, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your willingness to share with our audience. And if there's anything ever that you need from the Spark Hustle Flow crew, just let me know. We're thank here. you, Kimberly. My pleasure. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. All right, you guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much. As always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. And we'll see you for next week's episode. Have a great rest of your week. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other money pros just like you find the show and learn too. And if you want to hear more from me, follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels and subscribe to my newsletter at sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter to get regular updates on what's happening in my world, weekly business development tips, and personal lessons I'm learning that can help you too. Again, that's sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter. That's it for this week. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. See you next week.